Hello and welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. I'm your host as always, Alex, and with me I have Dan. Hey, Alex. Thankfully, uh, slightly more positive feelings, emotions around this episode than uh, than the last one. We have a win to talk about against Ipswich on the weekend, 2-0, uh, and then a less impressive result against Wigan this morning with a 2-1 defeat. But we'll start with the Ipswich game, and uh, it was a bit of a game of firsts for the season, really. Um, incredibly, Marshall's first clean sheet for us, uh, Jared Bowen's first goal of the season for us, um, and our first win at home for the season. So, all around a very positive display, positive outcome. Uh, it's been a while since we've had such a comfortable result. So what was your take on the on the game, Dan? Um, I, was, I guess like 2-0 is a comfortable result, but I don't know if... I mean, we played we played pretty well, but I still necessarily wouldn't describe it as a, as a comfortable like game to watch. It was still pretty nervy. And I think um, Ipswich themselves, um, they subbed off... Uh, about the 70th minute or something, they subbed off one of their wingers who had probably been just really starting to get over the top of Burke. He was just really starting to get in behind a few times and then they subbed him off and sort of halted a bit of their momentum that they were making. They were actually starting to look fairly dangerous. But um, I think overall we played we played pretty well. We, a bit unfortunate um, for Dan Batty with his knee injury um, and Kingsley, I think, just got a knock... A, a rib knock or something so but um that was a bit that sort of i thought that could have potentially derailed us um i mean stewart came on and i guess he did enough but i <laughs> i didn't think he did much i think the only thing i saw him do was get a yellow a needless yellow card for dragging someone down but um he obviously did enough that he got the start like tonight Oh, this morning, I mean, but um, Marshall was good again, obviously. Um, it was. It actually surprised me when you mentioned the other day that it was his first clean sheet for the club. I think there was me and Mitch and we're all shocked. Well, Just, yeah, because um, when you think about it, obviously he's been with the club for, this is his third season. Um, yeah. Obviously hasn't started a heap of games because in the first season in the Premier League, we had Jakubovic for most, well, second half of it, I guess. Um, and then uh, McGregor in goal last season. So he's not had a whole lot of starts, but that being said, you'd expect him to have got a clean sheet somewhere along the way, even just a nil-nil draw. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see how many games he actually has played um, for the club so far to see how long it's been without a clean sheet for us. But, I mean, it's good. I think, like, we've he's copped a lot of flack from us previously in his time here but he's actually he seems to have really stepped up this season to be the senior goalkeeper um he's, he's playing very well um i can't really fault him for a lot of a lot of the season um it's been it has it's been good um and what else we had yeah bowen finally got a goal and a, a good little goal it was um and he looked he honestly could have had a hat trick at least he had another two chances. I think they were just about one-on-ones, which their keeper did really well to save. Um, Irvine came on, and he's... that was a very good goal, to be honest. I think it was. I've he... seen a few people sort of 
I wouldn't say dismiss it, but a few people sort of write it off as a sort of, well, when you're in that position, you've got to score those. But really, the way that he holds off the defender with that strength and gets in behind, um, there aren't a whole lot of players in our side who'd be able to do that. And there's not many players that seem willing to do that, um, quite frankly. And it's it's good to see when he comes on, he has that sort of energy and enthusiasm about him to sort of put his body on the line and, and really, you know, go all out to score a goal. Yeah, he's um he's been very impressive. Um, I mean, I was going to say when he comes off the bench, but he's been impressive just about throughout. When he started and when he's come off the bench, it doesn't really matter what how, what position or 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 what the scenario is. He seems to be playing. He's just playing really well at the moment as well. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I think it was a good goal. It was um, he made he made the right run. He was in the right position. Um. Maybe yes, if he's in that position, he should always score those. But you're right; he did. There was a lot of work to get him to that spot and to be in a position to receive the ball. And um, I, I was. It was. It was an exciting goal to watch, and um, I was just happy to see it go in. I think it was. It was. Re, it was late enough in the piece that you could sort of. It was the nail in the coffin for the game. So it was. Um, it was important in that respect as well. Uh, 32 games Marshall has started for us. I'm not sure if the stat about his first clean sheet is just in the league. In the league, he's just started 26 games, which is still um, a considerable number of games to, to take to get to your, your first clean sheet. So it's, yeah, a, well, it's a pretty remarkable it's, stat. In itself. That's pre- that's essentially half a season. Yeah. So that's half a, going half a season without without keeping a clean sheet. Um, I'm glad that he's got, uh, got one out of the way now and hopefully we can get a few more. Definitely. Um, what's your sense on Bowen breaking his duck? Was it sort of, obviously speaking with hindsight after this morning, it was in some ways um, the floodgates opening or at least taking that pressure off his back. But do you sort of expect him to go on now and really sort of start finishing a lot more of those chances that he, as you said, could have even had a few more goals against Ipswich? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened. Cause, like, I mean, he's been playing okay, but probably not, at the heady heights of last season. But um, I think, obviously, whether he's just been pulled aside in the international break and said, look, just take a weight off his shoulders, just go out and do what you got to do. Don't worry about, like, you don't have to do everything or whatever it was. But because he came out against Ipswich and he's, he was outstanding. And, I mean, I haven't... But he scored again. And, I mean, this is potentially, like, as you said, floodgates opening. It could well be that... Now he's coupling a two, two and two. He could start to he's building that confidence and building that momentum. So I mean, I can only hope that that's the case. Well, we we started to talk about the game there, so we may as well move on to that Ipswich result, which was less flattering than the uh, Ipswich result. Sorry, the Wigan result was less flattering than the Ipswich result. Um, it was really a good chance. Wigan have been in good form to start the season, but as a promoter club back in the league, it was a good chance for us to go and get. Um, another result and sort of start to build a bit of momentum. So it was disappointing from that point of view not to get something out of the game um, and unfortunately unable to watch the first half of that game with uh, some issues with Tigers TV. Um, But by all reports, we were really under the pump in that first half when they scored their two goals uh, early on. Of course, the second being from Josh Windass, um, sort of inevitable when when those sorts of players... You know, the only surprise was that Nick Powell didn't get on the score sheet as well. Um, But Morsi, Windass getting their goals. Bowen, as we've just touched on, getting getting a late consolation for us in that first half, offering some hope 
for the second half, which didn't really amount to much in the end. Um, really, I mean, there was a lot of pressure on us to get that result against Ipswich because I think if we'd lost it, we would have been bottom. Um, what's your sense of our league position at the moment? I mean, if we'd beaten Wigan, we would have been pretty comfortably mid-table. Are you sort of... Do you sort of feel like we're going to pull away from the relegation zone or do you think that that loss against Wigan's more sort of indicative that, yes, we might win the occasional game, but, you know, on, on average, we're going to sort of be pulled towards that relegation fight? I think I think it's hard to read too much into the Wigan game because for the previous other seven league games, we've played with the uh, 4-2-3-1. And then we come out against Wigan and we've played a 4-4-2 and tried two up top and for whatever reason it hasn't worked. I don't know whether it's just whether it's a lack of chemistry between Martin and Dicko or whether it, who knows what it is, but it didn't. It just didn't seem to to work. Um, and I mean, it did surprise me a little bit. I mean, they what they always why change a winning formula? That's yeah. I mean, first point. I mean, I understand we got to rotate players, and maybe the players that we had to rotate in, we couldn't have couldn't he couldn't work into um, the other formation. But it just seemed just seemed strange to me to to just suddenly to change and. And five I think... players as well seems quite extreme. I mean, I, yeah, I take your point about rotating, and we'll talk about the Reading game soon, where perhaps there's more focus on that one. But we've seen time and again in the past that danger of sort of taking one eye off the game that's next on the schedule, resting players, rotating players, um, with an eye to a game that's potentially more important, more has more significance. Um, you know, you lose the game midweek, as we've done, and then who knows, we might go to um, Reading or entertain Reading on the weekend and drop points in that one as well. There's no guarantee that having rested these players will now go out and get a result against Reading. So, sort of playing with fire to an extent. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it was strange, particularly when, like, though, I mean, they just had two weeks off. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> um, like they've had, it's not like and, for, and for, for the first time in ages we didn't really have many players going on international duty. Was what three or something? I think, yeah, maybe? I think it was only three. And was, one of those was Irvine, who didn't play again. Yeah, he Australia. didn't. He didn't do anything. He just just went and was with the new with the squad and the new manager. So, um, but yeah, no, it was it was strange. I I was I was honestly surprised that Campbell didn't still start. Like I thought, I've he's he's literally. I he's done nothing nothing wrong really in the last like in pretty much all years. I mean he maybe hasn't scored as many as he would have liked, but he's been doing a lot of work yeah, um, well, I mean, for the team. And he might be the only one that I could suspect might have been managed, just because I know mm. last season his fitness was an issue that he he couldn't start two games in a week. I thought potentially his fitness would be a lot better this season, as he himself has said, but potentially managed. Um, but then when you've got and I guess. Batty was potentially injured, so that might be why Stewart came in. And 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 then you've got the issue of then, well, you also want to work Irvine back into the team. But surely then you'd sort of bring Irvine in for Batty, potentially. Um, and just, you know, starting Stewart confused me a little bit. Um, and, yeah, as you say, changing formation to go top-top. I mean, we've all been sort of, to an extent, calling for it. Um, but it just seemed a random time to try and change that. Try that. Yeah, I, I thought it was... I did think it was a strange, strange timing, um, but uh, yeah. Um, back to what the original point was: was do I think the Wigan game is going to be indicative of our season? 
potentially a little bit. Um, we're sort of at that point where the, winning that game against Ipswich was was vital. It was so incredibly important that we had to do that. But we're getting to that point in the season now. We're getting close to that ten games where you get a really good indication of where the the table starts to unfold and the top top teams go a bit further away from the bottom and the bottom teams get a bit further away from everyone else and. It doesn't. It's starting to get to a point where it doesn't take much. It only takes, you know, we've won, we've lost this game against Wigan. If we happen, as you mentioned, say, if we lose against Reading on the weekend and we've we've dropped six points in a week, then all of a sudden those teams that are just ahead of us, which all of a sudden, like a, a, on the weekend, were a point, two points ahead, all of a sudden they might be five, six points ahead of us, and it starts to become a gap that's very difficult to to catch up and overcome over the course of the season. Well, uh, that's probably a good point to start to talk about that Reading game, which is up next. Um, be an interesting one. It always seems to be interesting with Reading um, these last few seasons. They seem to be making a habit of collecting ex-City players. It's almost, you know, if you combined a Reading and Villa 11, you could probably almost make an entire team out of ex-City players. Um, oh, don't forget Derby. Oh, Derby. Is <laughs> so, so it seems like there's a lot of, um, of our ex-employees uh, floating around the championship at the moment. Um, Myla seems to be out of the Reading team at the moment. I saw that he was sitting on Twitter, I think it was on the Saturday night while they were playing. Um, so uh, not sure whether he's injured or something like that. It would be nice if he was in the team against us um, on Saturday night just to see him um, again at the KCOM. Um, but it's a it's a pretty big game. I mean, we've already sort of said Reading sitting in 22nd. Um, they've only won one of their last five games. So there is definitely a chance there to sort of capitalise on some poor form. Um, they play Norwich tomorrow morning, so we'll see how they come out of that one. Uh, but it, it's another... I mean, we've, we've got a couple of these games. There's a couple... You, you could almost call them six-pointers. It's probably a bit early to call them that. But, um, you know, if we want to push away from that relegation zone, these are the sorts of games we really need to win. Yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, realistically, you want to be aiming... The aim has to be three points from every game. Obviously, sometimes that is maybe a little too ambitious for what we have, but I think um, this is, this is definitely, I mean, I thought the Wigan game was, was winnable, but I, I mean, I, I would have been happy to take a draw. I'm probably disappointed with loss. And I, but I think it, I, I'd be upset to not take three points away from Reading. And it was my mistake. We're actually away at Reading, not at the uh, KCOM, but it's interesting. We seem to generally have played better away this season. So, um, you know, the Wigan result aside generally. Um, hopefully that bodes well. Um, so we've sort of seen five rotations during the week for the side, presumably in some cases to rest players for this game against Reading, um, in which case would you see many changes made to the side that um, that played against um, Wigan midweek? I mean, I guess potentially Batty back into midfield for Stewart would be the obvious one. Um, otherwise, would there be any other moves you'd make? Um, oh yeah, I, I mean I agree. If Batty's if Batty's fit, then he'll come. He'll obviously he'll come straight back in. Like no, not no doubts about that. But which is pretty incredible. I'm, like I mean, we sort of take it as a matter of course that he's basically a best eleven player now. But he's he's come out of absolutely nowhere, and, and he's had a tremendous start to the season. Yeah, I, I think I I made a comment a few weeks ago saying that like it was good that to have a player that's come through our academy and done all that to to be such an important player in our squad. But at the same time, he's about five years younger than any other midfield, like central midfielder we have. 
and he's probably outperforming just about all of them. Um, just doing the simple things and doing them really well. But um, in terms of the lineup for Reading, I mean, it just it, it, it depends on whether Adkins wants to run four four two again and run two up top, um, or whether he's going to have enough have the players fit to or, or revert back to the four two three one. I'd probably be surprised if Campbell didn't come back in, um, which would probably be at the expense of Dicko, um, because Martin is one of Adkins' sign- recent signings and Campbell's been performing well. So if we assume that the Wigan game was just uh, a rest and just a, a management and just make sure that he's 100%, um, then I think he would come back in. I don't really think there'd be. I don't want too many changes because maybe maybe that's why we didn't go well against Wigan. Maybe it's just some. Maybe it was just an, an off night for whatever reason. But I I think it's. I don't I don't like making too many changes um, between consecutive games unless like you're absolutely forced to with a, a horror run of injuries or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, and do you have a, a score prediction for this one? Uh, I'm gonna go with a two-one. We'll have it'll be Bowen. I think we'll get another one to make it through three games in a row. And the other one goal will come from a surprising place, and I think it's going to come from one of the defenders. Potentially uh, Elphick, perhaps. As we already yeah. know, he's got a bit of goal-scoring form this season, as seems to be our recruitment policy in recent times. Yeah, I don't, that it seems. I don't know. It's uh, that is a funny point you make because I like when under Slutsky, that was the thing that if, like Irvine scored against us and Dicko scored against yeah. us, and, and we just went and signed them all, and then you sort of thought, oh, I mean, I, I guess it's a strategy to take all the players that scored against you from their respective teams and bring them to your club, but. It's, I mean, it's not a, not the normal strategy. And then Elphick scored against us, and now we've signed him on loan. We're under a different manager, so maybe it is the strategy. Maybe it's a go-to play. Yeah, so be interesting. So yeah, I, I I agree with you. I could see um, perhaps a two-one win, one-nil win potentially. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a scrappy game. Um, hopefully, this is a good sign for Bowen that he's found his scoring boots, and we can start to play a bit more attacking football and and scoring a few goals would be good. Um, I think, to be honest, last season a lot of what kept us up, or at least you know, kept our momentum going, was the amount of goals that we'd scored, which really meant that our goal difference was a lot better than the sides around us. So if we can start to build on that again this season, um, that would be at least something to hang our hats on. Um, but yeah, so we've got that game coming up this weekend, um, and um, yeah, I think that's about it. Normally we have two games to preview because we've been playing a few midweek games recently, but this will be our only game. I, I think it must be League Cup next middle of next week, which is why we aren't playing because we have, have been knocked out of that competition. Um, just before we head off, I, I did want to sort of bring up a topic that's sort of starting to float around on social media, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit in, in talking about the strategy in the Wigan game. But what's your assessment of Adkins' as manager so far this season? Um, he obviously came in probably about halfway through last season and, and, you know, mixed reception to begin with. Everyone was a bit underwhelmed by his appointment. 
and he was still able to get pretty attacking football out of us, kind of following on from Slutsky. And, and you know, we'd have those sorts of 4-3 win over Norwich or, you know, big, big wins like that, scoring a lot of goals, and it was still seen as quite an entertaining brand of football. Starting this season hasn't been as attacking. Um, obviously, only the two wins for the season so far. Um, not scoring a lot of goals, which then means it's quite difficult if we're not keeping clean sheets. Um, but then, of course, you know, Adkins has had a pretty difficult task to deal with, with um, a pretty bad sort of um, transfer transfer um, strategy, I guess you'd call it. Um, so it, it's not all on his shoulders for, for how we've been playing. But, but what's your take on his management so far? Um. Yeah, it's, I I think in terms of the just the pure the football side and what he's done on the on the pitch, I'm probably a little underwhelmed, probably a little bit disappointed. I thought, I mean, I know that we maybe don't have the strongest squad in the league, but I ex- expected that we would have been playing a little better than we have been for the majority. Um, and I'm hoping like that, that that game against Ipswich and that becomes that we're turn we're turning the corner and everything's starting to fall into place. But I think like he's it's not I couldn't give him like if I was gonna grade him, he's definitely not in the A grading, um, in my opinion. Um, he's probably struggling to, he's probably like a B minus. Like he's he's okay, but not outstanding. He's only just a, maybe above average, um, and that's only factoring in, as you mentioned, like all of the ridiculous uh, behind the scenes, behind closed doors club management scenarios um, with the various um, issues that are going on there. Um, yeah, so on a like a you know, on that sort of a scaling system, I I, I could I'd give him a B minus. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be an interesting one. I, I suspect that the owners aren't gonna to be too encouraged to make any moves in in that um, in that um, department. And I guess you know Ehab's comments recently about us being a self-sustaining, efficient run, efficiently run club, whether it's in the championship or League One, doesn't very much bode well for his um, his attitude about potential relegation um so it'll be an interesting one it'll be interesting to see if the fans stay on side if we can start to pick up a few more results of of course that's going to help things um but yes if we lose a few more games like we did against Wigan it'll be very interesting indeed but hopefully we get a better result than that against Reading on the weekend um so thank you for coming on Dan no worries and thank you everyone for listening in hopefully we can get that win against Reading uh, and bounce back pretty quickly um but until next time come on city you've been listening to the official hull city australia podcast for more discussion join us on facebook in the hull city afc australian supporters group or follow us on twitter at hull city afc oz the music was created by amber and black There's no turning back, cause you're out.